Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? How stupid do you have to be to be in the NFL and gamble and bet on games? Whether it's with your own team, against your own team. Like, the idea, really, that shouldn't make it any worse. The idea is just betting, period, on these games. How stupid do you have to be, especially now? It's one thing with Calvin Ridley, and he's an idiot, too. I mean, anybody who's ever, if you're in the NFL and you place a wager on football, you're just beyond stupid. Like, I can't even imagine how dumb somebody can be. But then after seeing Calvin Ridley get nailed for it, how does Isaiah Rogers do that? But yeah, blame it on Matt Ryan. He's the problem with Indianapolis. Must be him. I mean, think about this. You, I mean, is this guy kidding me? And guess what? He won't be the last one. There's going to be another player at some point in the future. Whether it's two months from now, two years from now, somebody else is going to do it. Like, I'd love to know. Now, we forget sometimes that these guys are just stupid, idiot kids. 20 years of age, you know, whatever, 21, thinking uh, they know everything, you know, because you remember how you were when you were 20. It's the same thing. I cringe thinking about how I was in my 20s. But I'd like to think that if I were, uh, you know, in the NFL under specific rules, like there were certain things you, you couldn't do, even as an employee of Home Depot, there were certain things you couldn't do, and you don't do them. I can't imagine the thought process of thinking, you know what, I'm going to risk my career here as a cornerback in the NFL making millions, I'm assuming, or at least a million. I don't even, I never heard of this guy before. Zoo, look up how much he's made, if you can. Isaiah Rogers. Or, like, what's the minimum? He's got to be making 500000 at least, right? Imagine making that. What, like, what are you going to bet on a game? You're betting that's what you think you're going to do? You're risking your NFL career to bet? Oh, my God. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. You know, at least with the drugs, like we would talk about Josh Gordon for years, right? Like, yo, you're going to get it, Josh? You keep getting suspended like you're ruining your career. The guy had a problem. And I'm not trying to you know, say that you can't have a gambling problem. Obviously, you can. But wouldn't that be something that he would have to – he would have had before he got in the NFL and maybe you know, had it worked on to a point where he said, hey, look, you could bet. You just can't bet on the NFL. I got numbers for you. What do you got, Zoo? So, so far in his career, he has made just a little short of three, $3 million. Okay, so he's not making a ton of money, but like, I will why? say this though, bro. He's about to make about $2.7 this season. Oh, not anymore, he's not. Uh-huh. So whatever, whatever bet he made, he lost. I don't care how much he won, he lost. 
He didn't make 2.7 mil. Think about it. He's losing and he's going to get suspended for the year. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I just, I can't comprehend it. God, people make mistakes. I understand. But this is just one that's, it's a non-starter. And I have had an addiction to gambling at times. Now, I can't speak to the severity of others, but I've felt what it's like to be addicted to it. And fortunately, you know, I never let it, you know, there's been times where it's hurt me, but it's never ruined anything necessarily. And you're able to have it under control. I guess some people aren't, but I mean, do we know? Like Calvin Ridley wasn't an addictive gambler. At least not that I know of. He was just an idiot that thought it was a, a decent idea to bet on the games. Now, if that's the case with Rodgers here, I mean, I, I just I just don't understand it for the life of me. 877-337-6666. We're talking Mets. We're talking Yankees. Whatever else is on your mind. Tim is calling from West Orange. What's up, Tim? Hey, Sal. How are you doing tonight? Good, Tim. What's on your mind tonight about your Mets? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about Ronnie Mauricio and maybe uh, them calling him up and giving him a shot at DH with Mark Viento as a kind of righty-lefty platoon. Then both of them were crushing it in uh, the minors. I think that with uh, Mauricio, who's a natural shortstop, obviously he's blocked by Lindor at shortstop. We don't know if he could play second base, so why not let him try at DH with Vientos and see what see how that goes. Well, I mean, they'll bring him up eventually. Right now, with the the latest with the Mets, first of all, Mauricio had to leave the game the other day with an injury, and I'm not sure what the status is uh, on that as far as Mauricio having to leave that game. But, you know, he hit another home run. But what the Mets said, Billy Epler spoke on this last week, said that they want him to get reps in left field before they think about calling him up. So this is something that Mauricio's not close. And, And also... You know, he's not the answer. Again, Tim, we're talking about uh, all year long. Oh, Beatty's got to get called up. Oh, Alvarez's got to get called up. Oh, Viento's got to get called up. Oh, Vogelback's got to go. Oh, Mauricio's got to get called up. And the Mets are still 500. Almost all of those things all of those things have happened now except for Vogelback getting cut and Mauricio being brought up, which is not – Mauricio's not going to get called up anytime soon. He's not a difference maker anyway. It's the guys that are there that's the problem. If you would have said, hey, Sal, maybe we trade Francisco right. Lindor and bring up Mauricio, that maybe make a bigger impact than, than bringing up uh, Mauricio on his own. And then obviously not going to trade Lindor, but I'm just saying. Right. And about that guy, Roscoe, don't let it ruin your night. He's a, probably a Yankee tool who just uh, he's unhappy with his life. You're great. Keep doing what you're doing, and we love listening to you. Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate I appreciate it very much. Oh man, no, I'm not going to let it ruin my night. It's just it's annoying. He's he's annoying. He doesn't get it. See, I have an issue where I get frustrated by people who don't comprehend where I'm coming from. We can disagree on something. Like, I'm aware that not everybody's going to see things the same way that I do. That's fine. Whether you, like, if you were to call and say, oh, you're nuts for saying the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I don't think they're that good. Okay, well, then give you a reason why. But Roscoe thinks, I don't know if he wants to be a talk show host. I, I mean, I'm guessing maybe Roscoe wants to be me. Maybe that's part of it, that he wishes he were me. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I tried to talk to him. He doesn't want to have that conversation. He's angry about probably a lot of things, but he's angry about something with me that I don't know what it is. He's angry that I'm a Mets fan. 
which I I don't get because I give the Yankees equal love, if not more. Matter of fact, I just said this morning, I prefer watching the Yankees this year. I find them more interesting than I do the Mets. But you just have to let people like that go. Where they There's some people that will just never get it. I've come to learn that in life. Now at the age of 43, there are some people that will just never get it. Sadly, it's not, that's not my problem because I can live life the way I want to. I feel bad for them, though. And I try to help best I could, but I can't solve all the problems. John is calling from Union, New Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. Uh, good evening. Uh, first time, long time. I have a question for you. Why? How come the Mets don't have a team captain? I don't think that there is one on the team right now. I don't think there's a guy worthy of the captaincy. Do you? Because Well, they should maybe nominate Alonzo because uh, – when these guys are sitting in the dugout, they seem to be like all comatose. Like nobody is like urging, like, like trying to like get the guys going. And Buck is just sitting there. It looks like he's in a coma. It's like nobody talks to these guys. Right, but you can't just name somebody a captain. You actually have to have a worthy captain. Well, somebody. And needs I don't to, believe we, we talked about this. I talked about it before, John. Where I don't think. I think you have three candidates. You have Brandon Nimmo, you have Francisco Lindor, you have Pete Alonso. Alonso, I think, wants to be the guy. I don't think the rest of the team wants him to be the guy. Lindor should be the guy, but he's not the guy. And Nimmo, I think, is the guy, but he doesn't have the cachet that Lindor or Alonso do as far as being those impact players that they have been. So I think they have a little bit of an issue. And, you know, they don't, They I, I do think it's something that they miss, but maybe you can't. You know, even if they name Nimmo the captain, I don't think it's going to change everything. I think they're missing a veteran leader who can help this team have some grit, some toughness, um, and maybe be a little bit more consistent moving forward. I think you're absolutely right about that. And the other thing is that if you want, uh, if you want to win the, the last, last two games between the Braves and you have Scherzer and Philander pitching, uh, the thing is you want them to go long, you know, like eight innings, but you know. You can have them pitch their hearts out, but this team's got to start hitting and start scoring some runs to help them out because uh, right now they can't even drive in a run. Men on base? I mean, wh- what about the hitting coach? I mean, doesn't he talk to these guys? I mean, they come up with men on base, and the first thing they do, they swing at the first pitch. Yeah, it's it's them. It's not the hitting philosophy. It's not the hitting coach. It's them. It, it is the Mets not performing to the level that they should be. So uh, that's it. Yeah, you can look for excuses all you want. They're just not good enough. And thank you for the call, John. We appreciate you taking the time to give us a call. They're just not good enough. Uh, just trying to look at the pitching matchup. So it's Carrasco versus Bryce Elder tomorrow. And then Wednesday. And is it me? Or is this print getting smaller by the day? Charlie Morton on the mound Wednesday taking on Scherzer, and then let's just scroll ahead to Thursday. Thank you. Uh, Thursday, it's Verlander. Oh, Verlander versus Spencer Strider. Strider is as good as it gets. And it's going to be a fun series. See what the Mets are made of. But it's not the coach. It's not the hitting coach. It's not the hitting philosophy. It's not that they didn't name somebody a captain. I don't think that they have that player. There's something missing with this team. And I believe it's that Lindor is supposed to be that guy. That's the problem. Lindor is paid to be that guy. Lindor has the resume to be that guy. 
Lindor in New York has not been that guy. And, you know, his former teammate Jason Kipnis could call him out for being young at the time or whatever, but he's not that guy. They they don't have the guy. Could it have been Carlos Carrasco? Uh, I do that all the time. Could it have been Carlos Correa? Maybe. We'll never know. He's not here. Frank is calling from Middle Village. What's up, Frank? Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Good, Frank. How are you? I'm good. So I got two points real quick. The first one with the Mets, and, and I agree. I don't think it's the coach's fault, manager's fault, whatever. It's not the philosophy. But at the end of the day, what are we talking about here? We got the highest payroll in baseball, and there are 500 teams. This team needs a spark, and I don't mean bringing in a guy for energy. They need to get scared. You You need to... Pull a guy from a game like Lindor. You need to fire Buck. You got to do something to scare these guys. I think everyone's a little too comfortable right now. You got to scare yeah, them a little. Think they, I don't think they need to be scared. Uh, and I, don't, I also don't think you need to fire Buck. I mean, I wouldn't mind sitting Francisco Lindor, although not this series against Atlanta. They they maybe do need a little bit of a shakeup, and I think that can happen. See, that's the issue that I have. I would, if I were a general manager, I would never ever from year to year. I don't care how successful I was the year before. I would never, ever bring back basically the same team. And that's exactly what the Mets did. They brought back basically the same team. Now, they changed with the rotation a little bit, and they've had an influx of the young guys with Beatty and Alvarez and Vientos, but even they're not regular players just yet where they're still, you know, the Buck's not penciling in Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez the way that he is with Alonzo and Lindor, and he's not doing that. So they have a little bit of a change, but they needed more. Something is off with the core of this team, and they've got to fix it. I'm sorry. I get that. I agree. I think it's too much of the same, and that's what I mean by a shakeup. I I think you got to wake them up somehow and let them know that being 500 right now is absolutely not acceptable. I don't want to hear Lindor after a game saying, oh, I'm swinging the bat well. No, no, you're not. And, and we got to do something about it. And then my second point, real quick, I, you got to do us Mets fans a favor. Could you please do a little reverse mush for us and say the Mets are going to go 0 for 3 in, in this game, in this series against the Braves, so you reverse mush it and they win three in a row? Could you do that You for got us? it, Frank. Here's what I'm going to do for you, and thank you for the call. I appreciate that. I'm glad you brought it up, Frank. Are you ready for this? On the eve of the Mets going to Atlanta, a house of horrors, the spot, the scene of the crime last year where the Mets and my dreams were murdered by the Braves. And believe me, I I took that harder than the Mets did. I guarantee you I took that harder than the Mets did. And I've taken more blame for it than the Mets did. I didn't even want a World Series win last year. I just wanted to win that damn division. God, I still can't believe that. But here's what I'm going to do for you, Frank, because you requested it because you sound nice. The NL East, with the Braves leading it right now, by what, six games in the loss column? I mean, three and a half up on the Marlins. Nobody's taking Although, maybe we should. I mean, I don't know. I, I watched the Marlins play. They look like a dreadful team to me. Somehow they're in front of the Mets. I don't understand how that works. But the Braves right now at 35-24. and 24, Six games ahead of the Mets in the loss column. Getting set 
to take on the Mets where all signs are pointing to Atlanta burying the Mets in the National League East. On this June 5th, ahead of this all-important series, I will tell you that I believe the NL East is over, 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 over. The Mets have no shot of catching the Braves. None. They're done. It's over. The Braves are winning the National League East. Mets fans, you're welcome. Let's really put this baby to the test. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your question. Yeah, Zoo! Bringing back bad memories. All right, we'll take your calls on the other side. 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I just had a sneezing attack during the break. I'm not sure what's going on, but some allergies uh, impacting me here anyway. That's why I sound I feel like a, a little different, but... Anyway, we're going to midnight. EJ Stewart will take you through the overnight. Me and you, my last day filling in for Keith here. During the evenings, he'll be back tomorrow. Order will be restored, at least for the moment. You know, before the summer schedule. Who knows then? But be back on the overnights uh, starting Wednesday morning. Obviously, I can't be on Tuesday morning, which is when I'm getting off at midnight. Anyway, 877-337-6666. We're talking Mets. We're talking Yankees. Mets ahead of their big series, what I call a season-defining series in Atlanta starting tomorrow night. The Yankees, we're waiting word on Aaron Judge. Let's hope it's not too severe for Judge. Let's hope it's nothing at all. But even if it is something with that toe, let's hope it's not too severe. Lou is calling from Astoria. Lou, what's on your mind this mor- uh, this evening? Hey, what's going on? How are you, Lou? You okay? Just a high blood pressure guy that got over you with Roscoe there, but, you know, he's just some time I can get like him too, but it's okay, you know? Anyway. I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about it, Lou. I Honestly, I see, here's the thing he also doesn't understand. Like, I see his name. No, he, didn't, he didn't let uh, you talk either, so... Well, that's why I had to put him on hold. I mean, I like to have a conversation with people. That's what we do. He didn't want me to talk. But I see his name. If I didn't want to take him, I wouldn't have taken him. If I wanted to hang up on him, I would have. I gave him every opportunity there, and he showed to be just a complete fool. All you got to do is don't take him. You're right. 
Right. Well, I'm not going to from now on because he just doesn't get it. Well, I tried. This was the last try. But I don't know. You, you can just uh, listen. He's probably going to come down. The problem is this, okay? Let me tell you about the match, okay? Show Walter right now. He's loyal to his players, okay? They're not hitting. I think they're, they're waiting on Otani, okay? But you know what? They beat the best team in, the best team in baseball in Tampa Bay, which helped the, my Yankees. I appreciate that. And you know, they might go to Atlanta. And you know, the two guys that are getting $40 million each, the two antiques, they got to produce. We got to get at least two out of, they got to get at least two out of three. And you never know, they might sweep him. And then you know what? They're in better shape than our Yankees. What I don't understand is, and Roscoe got mad. Well, how was that? Because, because, uh, they be the Yankees are six game out, and they'll be like about three and a half out if they beat, they, they sweep the, the, the Braves, okay? So right. I know the division is different. The Yankees division is tougher. But right now, why? I want to ask you a question. I want you to be frank with me, okay? Mm-hmm. Why do you think, even though you're, you're a Mets fan, I, this is what I, what I but probably got Roscoe pissed off. Why do you think the Yankees are going to go to the World Series when the team this year is worse than last year and you got a guy playing shortstop that's worse than IKF? I don't. I don't me. think the Yankees are worse than last year. I think they're better than they were well, last how year. How come? Why not? Well, I they mean, I trust their starting. Was hitting the ball. Huh? Hold on. Let me, well, let me tell you. I trust their. St- First of all, they get the best bullpen in baseball. That's for starters. That's number one. Number but two. The same thing last year. They, they even they even had a guy and 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 the reliever that was better than they, at that time. I'm not saying it was better than him than, than Mariano Rivera. Okay. And and, and uh, what's what his you, name? Uh, who was better than Mariano Rivera? Did, no, no, I'm saying. They had a reliever last year that was in a pace to be as good as Mariano Rivera. No, no, I'm not, I don't care about the pace and stats, Lou. That's and not the what defines Mariano Rivera. Was because of the bullpen. Uh, the same thing as well, this well, can't, hold, Lou, you asked me the question. Let me answer it. The bullpen is better than it was a year ago. I believe yeah, I that so. they're starting. Oh, Lou, let me finish it. Their starting rotation is better than it was a year ago and has the potential to be even better, assuming that Rodon can actually come back and pitch. I love what they're getting from Domingo Herman. I know it's a little bit of a you know struggle with Cortez right now, and then he's got the shoulder issue. But Severino, yeah. Cortez, Rodon, Herman, and Cole. Oh, no, I think that they're better Cole, than they Gary were a year Cole, ago. Gary Cole, let me tell you, Gary Cole right now is batting practice. I'm a Yankee no, fan. I don't, this was my problem that I have. Garrett okay? Cole is not batting practice. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Are and you serious? Lou. You know, this is, yeah, this I am is serious. How can I you am, say that? And I think their lineup is better. I think their lineup is better than last year because of a guy like Volpe. I love what he brings to the table, specifically in the postseason. He leads the league in strikeout, rookie. Okay? Yeah. He's, he's, he's also got what, nine... He, he's also got not was he, Lou. I mean, he's played two and a half months here, not even two months. Listen, he's also got listen, nine let me, let, me, let, also, let, me, let me put it to you in two words, and then you can go. Joey Gallo is doing better than Volpe right now. It's right the offensively. Lou, and thank you for the call, Lou. Look, uh, much like I told Roscoe, I'll tell you, you don't control when I can go. I control. I was being nice to you and having a conversation, but you weren't even letting me talk and listening to what I was saying. God. And, I mean, look, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't care whether you're a Yankee fan or not. That, that doesn't mean anything to me. You think the Yankees aren't any good? Fine. I do. But I was trying to give you reasons. You ask how I think they're better than last year. I do think they're better. Their bullpen's better. I trust they're starting pitching more. I think it's deeper than it's been in years past. And I like their lineup better this year because of a guy like Volpe. 
Harrison Bader for a full year. Glaber Torres looks consistent this year. Rizzo has had a much better year offensively. Oh, and by the way, the Yankees could go out there and add, and you know that they will. And I don't think the rest of the American uh, American League is as good as the as good as they were last year. Let's say the Astros, for example. Maybe the the Rangers are better, but maybe the Astros aren't as good. Nobody in the Central scares me at all. And you know, Tampa's going to be tough. Their own division is very difficult, but I think the Yankees are the best team in the division. I look at this Yankee team, and I see grit and fight and fire, and I know it's hard to put, you know, it's not tangible, but I saw it in that Tampa series. They they just looked to me like a better team. I never believed in their team last year, even with that record that everybody was like, oh, the 98 Yankees, go back and check the tapes. They got to be somewhere. I never believed they were that good. This year, I feel like it's different. Paul is calling from Yonkers. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal. Good evening. How are you, Paul? Otani. Good, man. Thank you. Otani, Otani, Otani. That's all I hear. Steve Cohen and Otani. What has he done for the Angels? Not a thing. Who? You're going Steve to- Cohen? Ohtani. He's the owner of the Mets. Of course he hasn't done anything for Ohtani, the Angels. Otani, what has he done for the Angels, not oh, he's thing. one of the best. He's one of the best players in baseball. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. He pitches and he's an offensive yeah. player. He can he, he can pitches. hit too. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay six hundred and fifty million to seven hundred million to battle five teams, so this guy could pitch five innings. Whoopie do, <laughs> whoopie do. No, he's a little bit better if, than five innings, by the way. If you put Otani in front of Alonzo, could Alonzo hit more homers than he could? I'm just looking at, hold on, I'm not really listening to what you're saying. I was just looking at his game log, the last five games pitched. He didn't go five innings in any of them. You're right, Paul. Okay. Of he went not. six. He went six Nobody and seven. Goes more than five innings. Right. One. Well, he went seven. He went. I'm just going to give you his last One. five starts: seven innings, seven innings, six innings, six innings, six innings. FYI. Wonderful for seven hundred mm. million dollars. Well, what, what are you worried about? The money? What are you paying it? Are you paying the money? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with money. You said he has to be the top bidder, Steve Cohen. So I said Steve to- Cohen. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you what I said again so you don't misquote me. Right. I said okay. I believe Steve Cohen will be the highest bidder for Shohei Otani. Yes. Yes. That highest bid will be six fifty to seven hundred million. And are you forecasting says, this? How do you know this exactly? Yes. Because five teams are going to be bidding. Yeah. Okay. So what? Uh, all right. So you know so, the numbers. That's great. You should break that well, news. Okay. That means you can go tweet okay. it out. Okay. So now we move forward. You put Otani in front of Pete Alonso batting third. Can Alonso hit more homers than he could? Uh, maybe. Yes. So what are you paying seven hundred thousand for? A guy that could pitch six innings. You were supposed to get ninety nine. He Paul, gets the seven hundred million. Paul, I'm going to try to help you out here. You uh, help me. You got. You, you got to understand that Shohei Otani is a great baseball player. And his, 
Do you understand that though, or no? Yes, I do. Okay, so then why why wouldn't you want him? Why wouldn't you want him? How? Because he's not a leader. He's not a leader. Okay. A leader. Well, I mean, is Aaron Judge available? You think Aaron Judge would leave the Yankees? He was on the market and he didn't bid for. He was on the market. Why do you think that is, Paul? Why do I think why? Why do you think the Mets didn't bid on him? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Steve Cohen was cheap? How thanks Steinbrenner for allowing him to own the Mets. Paul. Paul, could it be that or or get this just for a second? Try to understand this. Maybe Steve Cohen knew Aaron Judge was not going to leave the Yankees. You you can't tell me that if you don't make a bid. Make well, a well, bid hold on I a second, Paul. Me. Paul, would it? Did yeah. the Yankees offer Judge the most money? Because did Cohen the Yankees not- offer Judge the most money? It's a simple question. Yes or no? Yes, yes, they did. No, they didn't. They didn't. Paul, do me a favor, and thank you for the call. Get a clue, and then consider giving a call back. First, get a clue. Understand what Shohei Otani is as a player. That's number one. Number two, I never said he was coming to the Mets. What I said was Steve Cohen, in my opinion, Steve Cohen will not be outbid. But just the same way the Yankees were outbid for Aaron Judge, they still ended up with him. Maybe the Mets may have the highest bid, like the Padres or even the Giants did for Aaron Judge. You had two teams that outbid the Yankees for Judge. Guess what? He stayed with the Yankees. Anybody who thinks that Aaron Judge was going to leave the Yankees to go to the Mets is a complete buffoon. You're a fool if you think Aaron Judge would have left the Yankees for the Mets. He wouldn't have left the Yankees as he proved for anybody, let alone the Mets. That's for starters. Like, Judge was offered more money to go elsewhere to return to his hometown team, and he said, no, you think he's going to leave the Yankees for the Mets? Come on now. So that's number one. Number two, you're dismissing Shohei Otani, one of the unquestioned greatest players the sport has ever seen, to a point where he's compared to Babe Ruth. People say he's better than Babe Ruth. He's both an effective pitcher and an effective offensive player. And you have a problem with that, with wanting that? I, I don't know what to tell you. Chris is calling from Lake Grove, New York. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. How's it going? How are you, Chris? I'm good. Uh, I've been better. Um, a longtime listener and big fan of yours, uh, my friend Pete from Yonkers. He's called into you a few times in the last few months uh, leading up to his tragic death the other night. But... Uh, I just wanted to call in and let you know how much you meant to him and he meant to me. Uh, he's a big long-term listener, the fan. He's a Long Island guy, like you know, like you and I. And uh, it's very just tragic story. Um, you know, he he witnessed his mother die and and his father at nine and twelve years old, respectively, and grew up an orphan in the system. And uh, you know, his his main thing was uh, his fandom for sports and. WFAN, and, you know, he's always been a big friend, uh, fan of Craig's, uh, as well as Boomer's and, and yourself. And more recently, you became his favorite host, and you, he called into you a few times. And I just wanted to let you know how much you meant to him and he meant to me. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words. It's been a rough few days, but I just want to let you know that uh, you meant a lot to him. 
Well, I mean, I'm terribly saddened to hear that, Chris. So I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for our loss. And uh, I, I mean, I appreciate you mentioning that. And it makes me obviously upset to hear about that. We appreciate his loyalty. We appreciate your loyalty for, for listening and calling. Um, and never want to hear things like that. I, I wonder sometimes, you know, because we have a, a relationship with the callers and you know, listeners too, of course, but the callers, it's direct conversation uh, on occasion. And sometimes you don't hear from people and you don't know what happened because I don't have, like, I have no idea to get in contact with you, Chris, or obviously Pete when he was here. So I, I appreciate the update on it. It's obviously terrible news. I'm sad to hear it, but I appreciate yeah. letting me know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to kill the vibe of the show. So, and uh, you know, you're a long Island guy. If you watch the news or saw news day yesterday, he's the unidentified man who was killed in a hit and run in Port Jefferson station. Um, that being said, you know, he's one of those people who didn't want for nothing, even though he was a down on his luck type of guy. Um, he didn't have any family aside from myself and uh, somebody he considers his sister. We were going to start a GoFundMe page, Sal, and I'm not trying to plug it. Not not to pay for funeral costs, but he grew up in a home for wayward boys that he said actually helped, you know, with his life. And if we can get that started, I was hoping that maybe you, Sal, you know, Boomer and Geo being Long Island WFA and host that he loved and adhered so much, you know, might be able to uh, help spread the word on that, you know, just so we could make a a nice donation in his memory to, to a let very me, good cause. Let me put you on. I'm not sure how to begin that, Chris. To be honest with you, I have no experience in that. Let me put you on hold, and I'll have Big Zoo get your information, and we'll see if we could work something out uh, and hopefully get that. this started. Yep, no problem, I Chris. And I, I appreciate it, and thank, thank you for the call. I'm sorry for your loss. And like I said, I'm sorry to hear about that. I mean, that sucks. Life sucks, man, at times. it's You don't know what people are going through and – What's going on on a daily basis? I did not see this on the news, but I just Googled it as you were saying it here. Um, fatal hit and run in Port Jefferson Station. And uh, right, they did not identify him, and you're saying that it's Pete and Yonkers. So, I mean, look, it's terrible news to hear it, but I do appreciate you letting us know how much uh, he loved the station and what he meant for us, and we'll try to figure out a way if we could help. Uh, Zoo will get that information. I will run it by my bosses and see what uh, is legal, what's not, what's possible. But we appreciate you taking the time to give us a call, Chris. And again, I'm sorry for your loss. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back on the other side and continue with your calls. It's Sal Akata on the fan. Talking mostly Mets, mostly Yankees. We mentioned, uh, did we mention a little bit before about the NBA? We did not. We talked about that, I guess, this morning, where the Heat, uh, you know, obviously beat the Nuggets. Even that series, one game apiece. It is remarkable what Miami is doing. And they can become Florida of all states. Florida can become the first sports town to have a winner in both the NBA and the NHL in the same year. I thought I read that somewhere before where you would have the Panthers or Miami could become that, where you have uh, the Florida Panthers and, of course, the Miami Heat. And at this point, I'm not counting the Heat out. I know Florida was down one game to none. Um, they played tonight, game two, in that series against Vegas. It, it just, I mean, I checked out of uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs once the Rangers were eliminated. And look at the teams. that it, It'd be one thing if it were Toronto that was, were in it, or Boston, or even Tampa Bay again, or Edmonton on the other side. I mean, come on, Florida and Vegas? Woof. 
Anyway, I'm not going to be betting against the Heat anytime soon. Remarkable what they've been able to do. A team that I don't even think is that good. A team that does not have the three stars that everybody says you need to have. Oh, you got to have at least two big stars in the NBA. And yet they're three wins away from winning it all. Anyway, back to the Yankees, back to the Mets. 877-337-6666. Jake is calling from Long Island. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you, Jake? Good, good. What's going on? Hey, don't let those naysayers get you down, man. Like Roscoe, you're good. You're great. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I know I'm good, and I'm great. And thank you for the call. He, I, he didn't say that. He's just an idiot. I mean, I'm so, but no, I don't. I don't let it get me down. It's just frustrating, and I try to, like I said, let him understand where I'm coming from. He just doesn't get it. So it's okay. We can move on. Yeah, yeah, but no, you're you're good. Don't worry. Um, so you know, looking at this Yankee. Do I, yeah, did I sound worried, Jake? Was there something in my voice that made me sound worried? I mean, I appreciate your concern, but I'm no, not. Worried. You, you just sounded a little upset that, like, people were getting on you, so. Well, it wasn't people. It was him. And it wasn't that I was upset with it. It was just annoying um, to have that, that type of call, where he obviously doesn't understand how this works. And I've had that conversation with Roscoe over and over and over again. It is why I swear to you I will never again take another one of his calls as long as I'm here on the radio. He could call the other hosts that do shows. Yeah, I understand you. Um you know, looking at this Yankee road trip, they did a you know, great job out west. You know, played the Dodgers, took two out of three. But, you know, this big concern is Aaron Judge, of course. And if he's gone for a few weeks, it could really change the tone on this team. Well, I mean, look, I don't know if it's going to change the tone. And thank you for the call, Jake. Appreciate you checking in. I don't know if it's going to change the tone on this team that seems to be rolling right now and playing really well. They just won a huge game on Sunday Night Baseball without him. But it depends on what the injury is. I hate to even speculate on it. Because I'm not sure the severity of the injury. We could be talking about a ten day stint, then what? And would you be you know, you think that's gonna change the outlook then too? And if it's two months, that changes a lot, potentially. Then the storyline is going to become how the hell are the Yankees gonna weather the storm here? How are they gonna survive until Judge comes back? But we don't know, so it's hard to say. Mike is calling from Queens. What's up, Mike? Sal, what's going on? How are you, Mike? Listen, I don't want to get any, I don't want to get into a fight with you, but I just want to explain to you why it is not a good idea for the Mets to sign Shohei Otani. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is is listen without getting you know complicated? Listen, if you're going to sign Shohei Otani, it's going to cost you at best fifty to sixty million a year. Is that fair? Best case scenario, yeah, I would think correct? so. I mean, I think he's at. Okay. I think he's worth at least that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's obviously he's obviously, you know, top picture, top hitter. Now, if you were to sign a top picture for thirty million and a top hitter for thirty million separately, do you not think the Mets, as a baseball team, would be in a stronger position, minimizing the risk of injuring one player and losing your top picture and top hitter? Didn't didn't we already have this conversation, Mike? Not with me. I've never called before, Sal. I just listened oh, tonight. Okay. The Maybe- other guy I called. Okay, no, then maybe it was somebody else who brought up the same point that you did, that why risk investing in one player? That, it's not just that, Sal. You can get a better you, – you can get for $30 million, you can get a picture who's better than a, than Otani pitching. Otani is great because he does both. But you can get a single hitter for $30 million who's better than Otani as a hitter. Well, who is that I mean, guy then? Just, just off the top of my head. I mean, Aaron Nola is a free agent and Matt Chapman is a free agent. Do you not think those, both those guys would be less than $50 million? It would probably be like – 
45 million is to sign both those guys. And you don't think that's equivalent to Otani's pitching prowess and hitting prowess? No, I don't. I think Otani's better than both those guys. Plus, where's Matt Chapman going to play? You're going to put him at third base and do what with Brett you, Beatty? You can DH. You can DH either one of them. You're going to DH Otani. Well, anyway. Chapman, you're going to have yeah, him yeah. at third base because of his defensive acumen. Right, I mean, Otani is a DH. You can DH anybody. No, no, I understand that, but you're not going to DH a guy that, that plays with a gold glove, and then you're yeah, diminishing you're Brett Beatty. I agree with you, that, but that gives you, that's a plus that Italian doesn't bring you. I mean, look, if you, if, you, if you choose, Mike, to build your team based on wanting to have Chapman and Aaron Nola as opposed to Otani, you're, I mean, that's your opinion. You're allowed to. I would rather have Shohei Otani. And by the way, I'm not saying it's uh, – I never even said that I would go after Otani. I mean, it should go without saying, but I've never even said that. All I said was that I believe the Mets will be the highest bidders. I don't even know if he wants I, to play I, I agree with on you. the East so Coast. I, I, I totally agree. But my problem is that I think Steve Cohen wants him purely for entertainment reason. And I, I, I mean because he thinks it's better for his brand – he thinks it'll draw more people. Well, not to the purely. Stadium. And he may be right. He may be right, but it's not the best baseball move. Uh, no, but it's not. How could you say purely for entertainment reasons when Otani is clearly one of the best players in the sport? Because I think you can get more bang for your buck splitting it up. Yeah, but th- now you're going again quantity over quality. See, I, I mean, are you Sandy Alderson? I mean, what are we doing here? I think you can get a better hit and a better picture for cheaper and still have money, excess money for a relief picture. I don't think either of those guys that you mentioned are better than Shohei Otani. And thank you for the call, Mike. Now, you're, Mike, you're allowed to have that opinion. I do not. I think you're wrong, but, I mean, that's okay. Chapman's a fine player. I'd rather have Otani. I think he's a better offensive player than Matt Chapman. And Nola's fine. I'd rather have Otani on the mound than I would Aaron Nola. And I would also rather have the excitement, and that means something. The entertainment aspect that Shohei Otani brings. Otani's a better player than those guys. You, you, like, it's not even my opinion, your opinion. It is fact. Shohei Otani is better than Matt Chapman and Aaron Nola. And he will get paid in accordance to that. Now, again, I don't know if he's going to want to be here. Maybe Otani is open to the East Coast, but maybe he wants to play for the Yankees. Maybe his dream was to be in the pinstripes. Otani is a next year story. I know we've talked about it a lot this year, and it came up before because I think a caller brought it up, but I can't even imagine there would be Met fans who wouldn't want Otani. Also, you have to understand something. This is not, as I mentioned, the BC Mets before Cohen, where you had to watch how you spent the money. Now they don't. They could get Otani and still have the room for Scherzer and Verlander and Lindor and maybe go out and get others. Like this is not. There are no restrictions here. There's no salary cap. And Steve Cohen is the richest owner by far in the sport. So I'm not sure why you would want to, eh, I don't know if I want to spend $60 million on the best player that we could have. Let's get maybe the second or third best player or fourth or fifth best player, and then we could get two guys. Why would you pay two guys to do the job that one guy can do for you and do it better? Now, again, you think Nola is better than Otani? I disagree. You think Chapman's better than Otani? I, again, disagree. 877, and it also depends on need. Mets don't need a third baseman. They could use another starter, and they could use a DH. I know one guy who does both. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.